Yes, listen, you're at the right place. This is the Intentional Living Center. And uh, if, if you're a first timer here, I'm Dr. Randy, along with Jennifer, our uh, chief engineer and uh, producer, Stephen Davis, on the phone. And Gino's on Facebook, making sure we're looking as pretty as we can. You got the lighting looking, making us look good. Thank you, Gino. Uh, and uh, we started with all those questions, and those were people along the line who've called to talk and not that I have all the answers, but I, t- I will tell you this. I believe, I believe that intentional living is a basis to making better decisions when it's based on God's word and living an intentional life in Christ. And so uh, if you're facing a decision, you want to think something through, you want to ask me a question or schedule a time to talk to me on the radio, uh, you can leave a message for Stephen on our storyline today at 888 we got some callers ready to go. We'll get to here in just a moment. Uh, but you can call 888 is uh, is the number, and we'd love to talk to you. Uh, let me go to Yana is on the line in Arizona. Hi, Yana. How are you? Hey, Uncle Randy. How are you? Good. Good. You. good. Hey, we talked a few uh, few weeks ago. We did, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a follow-up. A All right. That. But um, both, both my husband and I are struggling with a family member who doesn't have the same faith as us um, and we just live different lifestyles but and we don't have an issue with with that like we respect her and her family mm-hmm. um, but she kind of tends to hate us and there's a little bit anger and it just comes across um, so we just we don't know how to deal with with that and we're not sure if we should just ignore it if we should um, make peace and just um, be proactive and try to resolve it like one-on-one. Mm-hmm. We're just not sure what the best approach is. Um, what, what makes you think that they have some feelings that are negative? I think you used the word hate towards you. Whoa. Yeah, she, um, unfortunately, like, so we had a great Christmas. I thought it was, it was good. Then a few weeks later, she sent a text to my husband saying how much she strongly dislikes me. Um, and so it's personal, but it, I mean, she might've just been having a bad day. Like I, I totally understand that. So we're, he's just kind of struggling. He's kind of in the middle. He's like not sure how to handle it. Um, this so is his very, family very member. Distraught. This is his family. This is his sister. So his sister yeah, this is, this, um, sending sister. a letter, yeah. sending an email to your husband saying, I don't like your wife. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, clearly. And and I understand, you know, people, you know, they just might not like each other. I totally, totally get that. But he's just kind of stuck in the middle and he's very, he was very distraught. He, like, I've never seen, like, hardly ever seen him cry. And he was just kind of very oh, emotional. And he was I imagine. broken. And it made me sad. Oh, I imagine. And did she say why she doesn't like you? Oh, yeah, tons of, I think, tons of reasons. Like, we have, um, like, my parenting style probably. Like, I don't really, we have a three-year-old. And I don't really let him, like, watch too much TV. So just, like, minor differences. Um, then there's also, like, we're very frugal. They're very materialistic. Um, then Jesus, specifically Jesus, like I try to, I try to share like my faith um, with our family. And I, if she's there, I think she takes it very personally and she's very anti-Jesus. And, you know, I, I, I trust that God can change a heart of stone, even if not now. I think he can still use it. 
But you know, I try to tell her nicely, like, hey, this is I'm just sharing with the family. That's not direct, directly like at you, you know. But mm-hmm. I think it just it's one of those turnoffs, and it just makes her angry. And why do you think she wrote to your husband? What was the what was the intention? Do you think for for her to send a note to your your husband, her brother? criticizing you what was she hoping to accomplish do you think from that i i I thought the same thing like i'm not sure exactly like what was she trying to reach like was she hoping like she struggles in her marriage um was she hoping i don't know to to kind of maybe do the same in ours like i I don't i don't really know and i i I just i don't know at the end of the day i think okay maybe she's just having a a really bad day the other thing we're suspecting but we're not 100 percent sure i don't just kind of you know, she might be she might be dealing with drug problems, and maybe something is setting her off. Mm-hmm. So we're a little bit concerned, and obviously, we want to pray for her and just hope yeah. that's not the issue. You know, that's like the worst case scenario. Is she nearby? I mean, nearby where you all live? Yeah, she's th- within thirty minutes, okay. and we usually see her for like family events. And um, what is your re- what is your relationship been like with her generally? It's been kind of on the surface, I would say. I, and that's the other thing. It's like, I feel like it, with me face to face with people in general, she's very nice. Um, she'll, she's very cordial, but then behind, you know, and I, I understand there's people like this, like behind maybe your back or when you're not around, like, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll express how they really, you know, feel mm-hmm. but our, our relationship, unfortunately. So my husband and I, we got married. Um, we eloped um, because his family was having issues and he didn't want to upset anyone in his family. So we end up just focusing on us and just doing it, just focusing on marriage and God's intention. Um, so that was the first thing I think that, that kind of hurt her. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask was, you, um, well, Yana, <laughs> you, you're, you're a very smart young woman and uh, have experienced a lot in life. What do you think, if someone came to you with the same story, what would you tell them to do? And the first thing I think I would tell them is just to pray, take it to God. Like yeah. I, I feel like sometimes when I try to be too forceful, it can it can push people away and it makes them angry, right? Uh-huh. So I would I would take it to God, let Him do the work, and just I mean in the Bible it says to keep you know as, as much as you can to be peaceful, right? And keep the peace among mm-hmm. people, but also the you know Bible says we are going to have enemies, and we are going to um, there's people that are going to are going to be hate you know hate us. And that is okay. You're like, we're never alone and God is going to help us through it. It's just hard being, you know, in the mess. Do you think, do you you think that you are coming across to her at least as being too forceful? I think so. Yeah. I, I, even though I think I'm passive and just sharing my faith with, you know, everyone, but I I think to her, it's, it feels like directed at her and sort of like, okay, I heard enough kind of thing. I I think that's definitely how it comes. Mm -hmm. That's very possible. Um, you know, it's interesting as you talk, obviously, there's lots of people, people are thinking about different ways to respond to this, Yana, and I, you know, there'd be one group that would say, hey, put boundaries in place and just say, hey, you guys aren't welcome in the house, and your husband set a boundary right. and that's it. That's one approach. Another approach would be right. for your husband to sit down with his sister and talk to her about, uh, you know, why she's feeling this, what's going on, uh, and he would be... F- a firm or forceful in terms of saying this is my family and you know what, what do you want and, and put, he put some boundaries in place there's a there's a third right. option the third option would be from your insight to say if uh the scripture says if someone has ought against you you go to them uh would be to call your sister-in-law and realizing that maybe you come across to her as too forceful to intentionally throttle that back big time and just say hey i'd like to have mm-hmm. lunch with you uh, can I buy you lunch? Right. 
and you go there not to talk about anything about you or your faith or teaching or whatever, just to go and hear her heart and just say, yeah. Hey, you know, I'm aware that maybe there's some things I'd I really like to know how you're feeling and, and just be a listener yeah. and just connect with her one-on-one. -on -one. Right. And you would do that for, there'd be three reasons you do that. One for yourself. Secondly, it would be for your husband. And third, you might have an opportunity to break through that wall and be able to share Christ with her, but she's not going to be one that's going to be receiving God because you're being more forceful with her. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. It's by loving, not by, yeah. And not every, only that, I have found that many times, yeah, and I found many times those who are closest to a person, a family member sometimes is not the one that's going to be there reaping the harvest. You can share your life mm -hmm. and they see your life, Right. But sometimes it'll be someone else that can speak into her life. Because right now, maybe she got the family and all the relational stuff and all that kind of thing going on that creates um, an issue. Now, if you had to pick one of those three options, you put up, a, put up a boundary and just reject, your husband go and talk to her, or you go and talk to mm -hmm. her, which one do you think could work best for you? So I think that the first one would be kind of my husband's approach where he just kind of excludes and he's just like, whatever, just ignore everyone. Mm -hmm. The second one would be, um, I, I feel like that uh, my husband's like way, he's more of a people pleaser. So I don't know if he would be able to, to say, to stand up or okay. to, to say, hey, this is my family. But for me, I think the third option would work the best. I can give, him a, give it a try, but I pray that she would be able to open, you know, God would soften her heart. And she would be able to be honest and genuine, like with what she feels and, and me just to, like you said, just to listen and not try to talk, not try to preach anything, just, just to be really a good hearer of her feelings mm -hmm. and just validate like what she's saying and take ownership of, over my, my, you know, cause I'm not perfect and no one's perfect and just yeah. own what I, what I, maybe how I've hurt her. And keep in mind that, you, I think as I talk to you, Yana, you're an open person. You're kind of an open book. You share your heart, what your story, your life, and your sister-in-law may not be that way. So even if you have lunch, she may still keep a wall up and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. You just love her where yeah. she is. You don't have to pierce through there and get her to share exactly, and yeah. be her counselor. You're not her counselor. You're not the Holy Spirit. Uh, you're just there as a sister-in-law just saying, hey, I just want you to know I love you and, and uh, care for you. And I want to hear your heart. And if she, and if it ends up being more superficial, fine. Uh, but when you're done, you took the effort to be obedient right. to uh -huh. that passage that says, to the extent that it lies within me, I will live at peace with everyone, including my sister-in-law. And you're taking the high road. Yeah, I, I pray for an opportunity um, where that is fruitful and um, just for her to... And it's not going to be a one-time thing. That's the other thing that I think I have to be okay with. Like, it might take a few tries mm -hmm. and just to be patient. And maybe it'll take a few lunches, you know, but at least we're building a relationship and we're trying to connect. Yeah. And I think that's most important of what it I would want. Well, we'll be praying for you, Yana. Thank you for your call today. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks for your time. You're welcome. Appreciate it. And a reminder, when you're, when you're connecting with a person, it's better to run at, run at their speed than your speed. What does that mean? Um, we all run at different speeds in life. And if you want to connect with a person, the way you connect with a person is to be present with them in their comfort zone. And so if you happen to be a really 
open, transparent, powerful personality, um, and you're talking to someone who's more quiet and reserved, the more you can get into their comfort zone, be yourself, but be in their comfort zone, you don't overwhelm them. And uh, that's just the way it is in life, isn't it? Read, read your audience, know your audience in a sense. And so when you're with a family member or you're with someone to be present with them, the way that is best for them uh, is always a better way of going. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back. We're talking uh, your questions today. And I'll be back here in a moment and talk to Benjamin in Texas. Don't go away. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. The words we choose are important. Jesus' words speak to the essence of who He is, as our words are a reflection of who we are. So what do the words we choose to live by every day say about us? In Dr. Randy's teaching, Words Are Transformational, you'll learn to choose a word for the year that will define who you are and how you live. When you come up with a word for the year, you can remember it. You come up with a mission statement of seven or eight words, maybe you can remember it. You come up with a whole paragraph, it's gone. As a new year starts, support Intentional Living with a New Year's gift of $50 or more. When you give, we'll send you the teaching and we'll throw in the Growth with Gratitude journal that will help you build gratefulness to God and others into your everyday life. We'll email you this month's exclusive teaching and other Intentional Living tools each month. To receive this month's teaching and make your gift for the new year, call 888-888-1717 today or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. And I thank those of you that within the last 48 hours have done exactly that. You have called during West Coast business hours or have gone online and have uh, said, I want to be included in, I want to be a part of the intentional living community here through Family Life Communications. I thank you for your prayers. I thank you for your support. Uh, Your generosity is overwhelming to me. And I, I just know that for many it's a sacrifice, but thank you for standing with us and being a part of it, allowing us to, to reach other people for Christ around the world. In Jesus' name and because of your support, we can do that. We're doing this together. So go to theintentionallife.com. Again, click on Donate, or you can call during West Coast Business Hours, 888 and press number 2. All right. Here, I'm going to go back to uh, the phones. Jennifer, actually, is where we're going next in Michigan. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Hi. Hi there. Appreciate your call. What's your question today? Similar to the fellow you spoke to earlier, the young guy, I've taken on three jobs to try to pay for all the bills. Part of it is uh, my two sons. I have six sons, but two sons' responsibility, and they're falling behind, so I'm trying to pick up the slack, and I just can't do it. I'm very burnt out. Um, I have spoke to them um, that I really need them to fulfill their obligations, and they're just not able. So I'm at a wait a minute. How, how old are they? Of adults. So you're you're covering their expenses? Uh, just just two expenses, but it equals seven hundred a month. And and they're out on their own. 
They are. Are they married or they're just, they're just out on their own? One has children not married and one is out on their own. Okay. And so there's 700 short every month and you, you're putting that out. You have four other sons that are home and you're working nope, three jobs. only jo- two sons are home. Oh, two sons are home. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, so well, four have already moved out. Okay. So you have four that are out and two of those are the ones that you're helping. Yes. And then you have two more that are home. So you got two sons at home. Um, you're trying to work yep, three one. jobs. Yeah, and I was going to start back up and finish my master's, but I just can't do it. I just can't do it. And I don't know if I should just let that fall away, work at this factory, and just try to pay my bills, get caught up, or continue with the jobs that I love and finish my master's. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to make a decision about education, and... Um, and you're running short every month. So how are you living then? I mean, if you're running short, how are you paying the bills? Uh, my boyfriend has bailed me out three times now. Okay, so now you got a boyfriend bailing you out. You're bailing your two of your sons out, and you're working three mm-hmm. jobs. And what, what as you and hear, your, what do you hear yourself say as you hear all this? What what, what are you feeling? I'm feeling that my boyfriend should not be paying for my sons, that they should be paying for themselves, and I wish that they just would. And and what happens if you stopped supporting them? Um, well, I co-signed for one of the vehicles, so that would damage my credit. And the others are insurance, and if they can't pay me, how are they going to pay their insurance, which I know would ultimately be their problem. And it's it's just kind of hard to cut the cord. Yeah. Well, you're not alone. There's many parents listening, but what you're doing is you're you're burning yourself out. You're going to end up in the ditch. I mean, it just, at what point do you say to your sons, I love you guys, but I just, mom can't do it anymore. This is the last one. I'm, you you guys got to figure it out. Sell the car. True. Son, you got to sell the car. And, um, Figure out what you're going to do. Ride your bike. Get a get a little junky car and drive it or whatever. Um, but, I mean, you, you can't continue this. What I hear, Jennifer, is you're completely burned out. Uh, I am. Do, you, do your boys understand this? Do they see it? Or do you keep it to yourself? Well, they know I have three jobs now. And uh, they don't see me because I'm working. Mm-hmm. Well, they show up when I they need to check, though. Burnout. Yeah. Well, it just um, it comes out of mine automatically. I would have to shift a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Well, are you? So are they you... would have. To, I would have to cancel them and put them on. They'd have to go get their own, like mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I could give them a month's notice. Sounds like you're at the end of your own financial and emotional rope here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So a little prayer about that then, I guess, and uh, the direction that I shall choose afterwards. Well, what are people you're talking to, Jennifer, people that you know, what are they telling you to do? Um, well, my boyfriend did say to sell the car. Mm -hmm. And uh, another person said I should work at the factory full time and get caught up. 
but then I'll lose the jobs that I love. And another one said that everything will work out. Just keep praying. And I am praying, and I know things will work out. I know God has a plan. I know he wants what's best for me. He has plans to pass for me. I know all these things. Mm-hmm. I just kind of in the valley. Yeah. yeah. And I know he's there sure. with me in the valley, too. Sure. And he gives us wisdom and counsel sometimes to make decisions that we can uh, we can move in a healthier direction. Now, you say to get caught up. Are you behind yourself financially? I mean, I know you got these debts and so on, but do you owe a bunch of money? It puts me behind. No, I, I just owe my student loans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my regular finance, I can do it without their bills. Okay, so you're just right at the edge, and then it pushes over with the boys at 700 and then then your your boyfriend has to step up and help you. How does he feel about that? He wishes they would also get their act together, but he is willing to help me, and I try to help him at his shop do whatever he needs to. So. Yeah. He doesn't feel like I'm taking advantage of him. I'm thankful for that. And I'm not taking advantage of him. I kind of feel like the boys are taking advantage of me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you've you got a, sounds like a supportive friend there. Uh, it, just a couple principles, Jennifer. We don't know all the, the, you know, the X's and O's and the finances, but sometimes you have to have some short-term pain to get some long-term gain and if that means staying at your current job to get caught up financially uh, and to set a deadline with your boys, I don't know. Maybe you could sit down with them and say, okay, guys, uh, here it is. Uh, one month, two months, whatever. Come to some agreement, but this is the end of the trail. You guys have to pick up your own load because mom is going back to school because I want to have a career so I can take better care of myself so you don't have to take care of me in later life. Uh, and, uh, so you have a plan for your life and you're being honest with your boys and fair and transitional to get things switched over. But here's what I think happens in many of our lives as we think about intentional living is we, we allow life to happen to us instead of us helping make life happen. Does that make sense? In other words, we, we sometimes just find ourselves waking up one day and saying, how did I get here? How did I get into this debt? How did I get into this physical mess that I'm, I'm in? Or uh, the career that I'm in? Or relationship that I'm in? Or whatever. Because life is uh, cumulative. It's a little bit over an extended period of time. You didn't get to this point uh, in your life, Jennifer, or any of our lives, generally overnight. Uh, we can look back and see a accumulation of decisions or indecisions that kind of led us to where we are today. And so there's a point where we just say, I'm sick and tired of this. This isn't working. I love my boys. I got four of them that are out doing well or, or two of them doing well on their own. And I got two still I'm raising at home, but I have two sons that need a little extra help and I want to help them to the extent I can. But here's the extent of what I'm available to do. And so here's the plan, Jennifer, I would encourage you to pray about. Sit down, put a budget together based on some goals that you have for yourself. Determine what the limit is, the limit that you have to be able to help your boys. And be very clear with your boys what you can and can't do. Because I would add this, and this is a question. To what point, or at what point is it not fair to be helping those two boys and not helping the other two boys. 
How about the two boys that seem to be holding their own and doing okay? And so those are things we look at when we think about these things in life. All right. Thank you, Jennifer. Appreciate your call. One more break. I'll be right back. Proverbs 18.21 says that the tongue is a small part of the body, but it has the power of life and death. Boy, is that true? Author Yehuda Berg made the statement that words have energy and power with the ability to help, to heal, to harm, to humiliate, and to humble. Boy, is that true. Words matter. And one of the things I'm trying to teach in this lesson is that if we can carefully craft in our own mind and heart one word for 2023, one word that'll sort of be a umbrella over our life, what would that one word be that would help guide us? And as we pick that word and then run every day through that word to say, am I living consistent with this word for my life? That's what I'm hoping that this lesson as I share it today will encourage you as you go through this brand new year. If you're new to intentional living, um, what we believe here is uh, this is not a new philosophy. This is a biblical, biblically based ministry. And I determined in my own heart as I, as I read scripture that God is very intentional. We live in a very unintentional culture today. Or people who are being intentional often for the wrong reasons in the wrong direction with the wrong uh, goals. And it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That was a very intentional act. It goes on to say that we made man in our own image, the, the image of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we have emotions, we have thoughts, we have goals, we have emotions. And when we choose to be intentional with our life, not perfect, intentional living is not about perfection. God is the God who saves. We don't kind of clean ourselves up to be good enough, and then God will save us. And so today, each of us need to think about, can I do this on my own? No, we need a Savior. And when you give your life to Jesus Christ by simply saying, Lord, I'm at the end of myself, come into my life, be my Savior and my Lord, I give my life to you today. And then find yourself getting plugged into a Bible-believing, teaching church right there in your area, surrounded by people who can support you. Of course, I encourage you for the next 30 days to take the challenge to listen to the radio station for the next 30 days. Why? Because 24 hours a day to be building into your life the music, the worship, the teaching, the thoughts, uh, the encouragement of living that life uh, intentionally in Christ. Powerful, two powerful things. If you've made that decision today and want to share it with us, you can call our comment line so we can pray for you. Tell Stephen, hey, I gave my life to Christ today uh, so we can pray for you. 888 is the number. Online information through our ministry at theintentionallife.com. Uh, while we may not have all the answers and many times maybe not the right answer, God does. And so turn to him, get into his word, and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you in your life. I'm Dr. Randy from the Intentional Living Center. Have a great day. We'll see you next time.